everybody's hands raised to the Lord. Will you raise them right now? And there's a sound in this song and a drawing of Jesus Christ. And there's some of you that are feeling that draw right now. And as he's bidden us to come, I want you to come to the front and just present yourself. Here I am. I'm tired of my life. Here I am. I'm tired of what's going on. Here I am. Just present yourself. As we're worshiping him, here I am. Here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am. Come on, worship. Just come on up. Whatever you need. Whatever you need in God. Whatever you need right now. Here I am. Just present yourself. Forget about everybody else. Present yourself. Here I am, Jesus. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am, God. Here I am. Listen to the call of Jesus. Come to Him. Everyone that's feeling heavy, come to Him. Come to Him just to set some things apart in your life. You want to sanctify your life? Come to Him now. Just say, I'm set apart. Whatever you want to do with me, have your liberty. Whatever you want to do with me, have your freedom. Here I am. Here I am. Thank you, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Come on. Just present yourself. This very song I presented myself. Say, whatever you want, God. I don't draw any lines. Here I am. If you need to do that, come on up. Just say, here I am. No lines drawn. Whatever you want out of my life. I'm going to be what you called and made me to be. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. That's just a surrender. Some of you want a fuller relationship with Jesus. Just come on up and say, here I am. Here I am. Whatever you want, whatever you called me to be, here I am. Here I am. Worship Him. Worship Him. One hand over your heart and one stretched to heaven. Say, Lord Jesus, you're wonderful. You're the living Christ. You're alive. And I even sense your presence in my heart today. I got a loving Father. I have a living Jesus. And the blessed Holy Spirit of God here today. 
Will you say, Lord, we receive. We receive everything you are, who you are. Like Jimmy said, the many facets, the multitude facets of the graces of God, of the mercies of God. I receive that today, that very need. I receive that need right now. Met that difficulty, melted like wax in the presence of Jesus. Melted like wax. Here I am. Let's sing it. Come on. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Everybody's hands lifted to Him. Lord, worship Him, will you? Come on. Here I am, Lord. We're presenting ourselves to you, Lord, individually, but we're presenting ourselves as a local corporate body of Christ. Here we are. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here we are. Here we are. We're appearing before you. Have your way in this place. Have your way in every life here. Impart and impact. Transform hearts today. That you might be glorified all the further and all the more through every vessel here. Will you present yourself a vessel into God? Jesus said, bring me the vessels. Fill them with water. And watch what I do to them. Bring yourself as a vessel. Let them fill you with the waters of God. Let them transform that water into wine, purpose, and destiny for your life. Riches and realness in Him. Grab your neighbor's hand. Let's say, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Body of Christ. Here we are. Here we are. Come on. We're here. We're appearing before. Here we are. You are. 
your hand on your heart, will you, out of your mouth, say, Father, we love you. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. We thank you for life in Jesus Christ. We thank you that you're alive and real. We thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit, your presence here today. We thank you for the love of God that we know and feel and sense. We love you, Lord. Will you tell him, we love you, we love you, we love you. We honor you today. We honor and respect you today. You're our Father who art in heaven. And hallowed is your name to be kept in our lives today and in this corporate Christ today. You're our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Glory be to your name. Honor be to your name. Praise and dominion be unto you. The living one, the eternal one, the righteous one. Splendor, God, your glory, your splendor in this house today. We appreciate you. We appreciate you and what you're doing in lives in this place. Transformation, closer walks with Jesus Christ, cleaner walks with God, upright hearts with God. You're beautiful, you're wonderful, and we bless you. And we bless you. Will you put your hands together and just bless them? Bless it. Blessed be the God and our Father. Blessed be the God of our Father. Bless them. Will you? Like you mean it? Like you really mean it? Like you mean it? You can do better than that. Come on. You can do better than that. Come on. Blessed be the God and Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word blessed, we speak well of him. We speak well of you speak well of you today you've been so good to my life you saved me from eternity of darkness you gave me a family to dwell in you got me out of darkness and into your marvelous light you saved my life from destruction you saved my life from nothingness unto an eternal bliss with God from nothingness, from emptiness, from no purpose to serve in my generation by the will of God. What a privilege to express the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. There's a lot of love in the house. There's a lot of love of God in the house. There's a lot of purpose to be accomplished today in the house. I look forward to seeing what God wants to say. I look forward to it. Love of God. Love of a father. Just close your eyes and drink that in. Those are more than words of a song. Father's hearts in that presence. Some of you need to listen. He that has ears to hear, just listen. Listen, the Father loves you. 
Listen, the Father loves you. God wants to restore you. Your Father. Listen, listen, listen to his love. The love of God, love of the Father. Don't you be seated and just listen. Just listen and receive that love. That agape of God. That draw. Love draws us. Don't you know? Yeah. Will you just whisper him? I want to know your love. Like the apostle Paul prayed, I want to know the love of God. I want to know your love by experience. Not some ink in a book. I want to know your love in reality. I want to know your love. Will you just tell him that from your own heart? I got to know your love. Lord, you're the book of life. Not the book of knowledge. I want to know you. I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for you. Listen to Isaiah. Wait and listen, everyone. Isaiah 55. Who is thirsty? Come to the waters. And he who has no money, come. Come buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless, spiritual. Say spiritual. Say God's a spirit. I must worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit is life, pneuma, breath, wind of God. Wine and milk without money and without price. Simply for the self-surrender. Some of you did that this morning. Say, I'm coming, man. I I need you, God. Here I am. Here I am. I'm just self-surrendering. That accepts the blessing. Will you tell the Lord I accept that blessing? Amen. And he says, why do you spend money for that which is not bread? Or your earnings for which doesn't satisfy? Hearken diligently to me. Eat what is good. Say, I'll eat what's good. And let your soul delight in the fatness in the spiritual joy of that. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, happy Mother's Day. Tell your mothers, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Say, mothers are from God. (laughs) They are. They're from God. Honor your mother and your father. And you'll have a longer life. Some mothers in here have been heroes for us. Amen? Tell your mother, you're a hero for me, man. You've been there through thick and thin. Huh? Mothers. Maternal instinct from God. Mothers have a maternal instinct from God. Maternal. To be helpers to sons and daughters. Amen? To be helpers, nourishers, encouragers. Encouragers. I'm on a (laughs) machine. Encouragers. Encourages her. I can't say it. They encourage, those mothers do. And they're burden bearers. Child bearers. There you go. Come on, Anna. They're burden bearers. Child bearers. I thank God for moms. I thank God for my mom. She was there the whole time. Thick and thin. Waiting up at night. 
getting phone calls from the hospital, getting stitches in my eye. She was still there. <laughs> Thank God for mothers. Yeah. Thank God for mothers. Mothers love you all the time. Dads are good guys, too, but they're strong in that correction. <laughs> mothers say, I love him anyway. I, don't, I know he's wrong, but let me love him anyway. That's what a mother does. The Bible talks about mothers. Amen. I would gather you like a hen, the Lord said. Like a hen, I want to gather you. Like a hen, right? Say, thank God for mothers. Say, happy Mother's Day. Tell them again. Tell them I love you, Mom. Thanks for being there. Moms are protectors, too. You ever have a mom that protects? I have. I remember when I was a little boy in the neighborhood. I'll never forget. I'll call my mom today. And I, went, I was in the neighborhood, and these kids were all older than me, always. They were probably like five years older than me. And one guy said something about he's going to throw me over the fence. And I, and I was a little kid. And I said, no, you're not. Poop, I was over the fence. <laughs> On my nose. Then a mom came out the door. Said, hey, you leave him alone. I said, easy, mom, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm younger, but let me get up. Let me get a chance. <laughs> That's a mom. Let Jimmy Heath tell you about his mother, the words that she spoke. They didn't get me weepy. Said you could do anything. That's a mother speaking in to a son. She said something like that. She said, listen, son, you could do anything. That's a mother. Say it's maternal. Mothers are from God. Listen to them. Amen? I got a little, little more heavier when we start talking about those kind of things. So if your mom is here, make sure you tell her. I'll call, I'm going to call my mom. Say, thanks, mom for embarrassing me and saving me at the same time from getting a beating that I didn't need to have. <laughs> Call your mothers. And if not, tell what they said, those eternal things. Amen? It's a beautiful day. Amen? It's a beautiful day. I'm, I'm adjusting right now. Why don't you put up Romans 11 for me, Tom? The waters of God. Amen? Let them drink. There's a lot of waters going on in here. Remember? God's filling the house with water. He's filling it with more of a fullness for our lives. Say a fullness for our lives. Say, I love the salvation of Jesus, but there's more than that. Will you tell him that? There's more than salvation. There's more than forgiveness of sin. There's more than that. Thank God for the beauty of that. But there's a fuller cross than that. It doesn't stop that way with Jesus. Thank God I'm saved. If you're saved, will you tell him? Thank God I've been born again. Thank God I'm more than forgiven. I've been given eternal life. But I'm going on. Say, I'm going on. It's a full salvation. And God fills our lives with waters. He's filling the house with waters. Let's go to Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depths and the riches of God. I'm going to read it to you. Go to your Bibles if you are, if you have it with you. Eleven thirty three. It says this in the eleventh chapter. Oh, say oh with me. The depths, say the depths of the riches, both of wisdom and of knowledge of God. Say depths. Say God, you're deep. He's not shallow. He's deep. Say he's deep. The word depths means bathos in the Greek. Amen. It means a fullness, a fuller part of Christ. Amen. Are you listening to me? He's bringing that to us, a fuller, a fullness. I want to give you the definition of, of that word, bathos, again. If, if, Jimmy, you had it or whatever, just throw it out. But I wrote it down here a little while ago. Bathos. Were you looking it up there? Okay. Oh, let's read it together. Oh, the depth, the bathos. Say bathos. It means water, like bath, right? And God's telling us that. I'm filling this house with waters. Fullness. Say fuller. 
depths of Christ. Waters take us deeper and waters take us higher. Say higher. Say, God, I want to go higher with you and I want to go deeper with you. I'm not in that religious thing. I'm in that real thing with Christ. He's a flowing river. He's alive. Ezekiel prophesied it and said, hey, you got waters, he said, in the house of God. He said, waters to the knees. Say to the knees. He said, water to the loins. Say to the loins. And he said, waters to swim in. Say swim in. That speaks of grace in our lives. See, but before we get right with God, we got no grace. We're, we walk easy. We just do whatever we want to because we're walking on dry ground. But then God saves you and grace begins. Say grace begins. It's to the knees. And, and then when it gets to the loins, you get a little unbalanced. You're a little frustrated sometimes because you're used to your self-effort and your own thing. But no, God's trying to get you to flow into his thing, right? And then eventually you just cooperate and swim with that grace. Say swim with grace. I was telling Josh the other day. You keep growing in God. It's never. A, it's not going to be about a sin thing all the time. It's going to be about a grieving thing with God. Sin falls off. Say it falls off. The Bible says sin shall not have any dominion over me. Say over me. I'm not going to sit dealing with sin all my life. My God. He said I got dominion over it because of the power of his cross. Are you listening to me? So get out of that sin mentality. And get into grace's reality. And he's going to take you further. And he's going to clean you up. And you're going to go further than you've ever been. Are you listening to me? Say grace. His grace. His grace is sufficient. Say it's sufficient. His grace enables me. I don't care. I'm not worried about sinning anymore. I'm worried about grieving God. Losing that connection. Flowing and all of a sudden saying something un- uncolorful. And God corrects you. Whoops. I don't want to grieve. Grieve not the spirit of God. Sin falls off as you keep going to God. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And you'll find the reality of grace, and you don't want to grieve God. Amen? Say it's a higher walk with God. I can't tolerate. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Then get saved. Then get saved with God. It's not in the Bible. It's not in what's written. Are you listening to me? You're either saved by grace or you're not. And it's a good day to be saved and enter the grace of God. You're not some pathetic sinner barely getting by. You're not some worm. You've been born again in a new creation in Christ. That's God's reality. I was lost. Hey, I was. But now I'm found. I've been found. I was a sinner saved. Now I'm saved by grace. Yeah, no excuses. Are you listening? No excuses. That's just an excuse to go on and sin and do whatever you want to. Say, God, I'm not a worm. You paid a great price to make me your righteousness and to walk in that righteousness and to live by that righteousness. Amen? I know people get tight. Well, that's not what I was taught. Oh, well, read your Bible. Amen? He's the living God. He's the book of life, not a book of knowledge. Follow him. Amen? All right. Oh, say oh. The depth of the riches. Say the riches. That means full vaults in the Greek. He's got a full vault full of riches, unending. He wants to pour it out in my life and your life. The depths of God, who Jesus really is in fullness. Amen? Thank God for salvation. I love that I'm saved. But I'm continuing. Say continuing. The whole book of Romans, there's 16 chapters. We don't just stop with chapter 1, 2, and 3. We go on. Say go on. He said, now that you are justified. If you are, say that. But now that I am justified and made right and have peace with God. If you are, say, but now. All right, I like that. If you're not, don't leave today without getting that. Oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom of the knowledge of God. How unfathomable, inscrutable, 
unsearchable are his judgments, his decisions, and how untraceable his mysteries. Undiscoverable are his ways, his methods, and his paths. Amen? Amen. Say, God, bring those, spring up, O well, in me. Will you tell him that? Say, spring up in me. There's depths in you. There's treasures of God in you. There's gifts of God in you. Thank God, like I said, for the salvation of Jesus. Then we're going to heaven. Amen? But there's an identification that he wants to give you. Are you listening to me? An identity, a purpose in God. While you're right here on earth, not waiting to go to heaven. Right now. Say right now. All right? All right. Let's go to, let's go to Luke chapter 15. I'm going to finish up something. And last week, I was talking out of Luke. And I, we were talking about the mercies of God, right? How mercy reached us when no one would reach us, right? Mercy came running after us, right? We talked about that. We went through the parable. I'm not going to go through it again. If you weren't here and you're hungry for it, get on the iCast, download it, listen to it, let it feed your spirit. But we went through the thing that says that we were once lost in the wilderness. Say lost in the wilderness. We were all lost out there somewhere. We were all far gone somewhere. Amen? And that talks about Jesus, our strong Savior. Say he's a strong Savior. Picking us up with all our burdens, the sheep, and bringing us back. Say bringing us back. Saving us from an eternity of hell. Amen? But then he talks about the next parable, of the, the type of the Holy Spirit and the lost coin. We're not just lost in the wilderness, but we're lost in ourselves. And there's still people that are lost in themselves. I was lost. I told you my story. I was lost in myself. After I found the Lord, I was still lost in myself. What am I supposed to do? What's this thing all about? There's got to be more than this. What are you saying, God? I was lost in myself. You ever been there? And then all of a sudden religion tried to get on me, and I was like this. What happened? That's not God. That's not God. That's religion trying to make me drink another cup of pickle juice. That's not God. Say, that's not God. And then you get religion trying to cloak you after you're getting right with God. But it won't stay long. Say, it won't stay long. And then God will clothe you. Say, the best robe. Say, in the wilderness, the sun went and got me. Say, in the house, the Holy Spirit searched for that lost image of God and you and me. The lost coin. Are you hearing me? Some of you are going to find yourself in him. Say, I want that, God. More than a general will. You know what I mean? I'm, oh, we're all to witness. That's right. We're all to make disciples. That's right. But God called you specifically. Are you hungry for that? I know I was when I was a young man. I know my buddies were. And God sent men to help identify that. I remember a man in California, Dennis Peacock, he talked about it. And we said, man, we want to know our running lane specifically. What are we doing? Who are we? What are we supposed to do in this thing in the earth? Are you hearing me? Say God. Thank God for God. And then he says the Father. He showed how the Father reached us, right? The Father began to clothe us. And, and Luke 15, let's, let's go to the end of that uh, chapter there. Say he shows mercy. Say mercy reached us. And then he shows mercy. And we've seen what it looks like on those three aspects. Showing mercy. Say showing mercy. God's showing mercy. And then he said he, he came to the Father how he showed mercy. So verse 20 I think it is. Let's look. This is what the son was saying that was away from God. He said I'll get up and go to the, my father. And what I will say to him he had it all rehearsed. You ever done that? Rehearse what you're going to say. Father I've sinned against heaven. 
and in your sight. And listen, he said that, right? But his real heart, look back at the previous verses, he was just simply hungry. He wasn't all that sorry. He had to have the right words. Are you listening to me? Come with the motives. Come like you are. It doesn't matter. Come like you are. And he said, now he said, I got to rehearse and do this thing because I got to say something. But really, I came because I was hungry and I was eating with pigs and I was tired of that unclean life and that unclean world. And I wanted something. I'm just plain hungry and I got to go to father's house. You ever been there? Huh? Amen. You know, I need the amens. Are you listening? I need amens. Amen means so be it, man. I got to have that life of God. Yeah. And he said this in 20 and 20th verse. So he got up to went to his father's house. But while, say but while, still a long way off, his father saw him. Say the father is always looking for me. He's always looking for me. He never quits on me. He's always looking for me. The father is looking for me. The father's not mad at me. He's looking for me. He said, Adam, where are you? Not Adam, I hate you. That's God. Get those stones out of your hand, Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and realization of who God really is. The image of God in Christ. The love of God. Say the love of God. And yeah, the severity of God. There's a severity. But love. He ran out and it said the father was looking a ways off and ran. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved. Say moved. What was he moved with? Anger? Wrath? What was he moved with? I want to hear it. Thank you. Thank you. Arthur said, my back hurts, but I can still say love and mercy. With mercy for him. And he ran. Say he ran. And embraced him. He ran and scolded him. He ran and said, I can't forgive you. You can't cross my bridge. Get out of here. Huh? What did he say? He ran and embraced. Say embrace him. He fell on him. He hugged him fervently. Say fervently. Yeah, and listen, listen, uh, listen to the son. Next verse, is it 21? Where am I at? And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I don't know how sincere he was in that. You read your Bible, see what God tells you as you go backwards in this. He goes, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, right? And when I read that, I heard what the son said. I'm not sure how sincere he was. I really don't care because I'm listening to what father said. Because there's a big but. Say but after this verse, 22. Look at 22. Look at it. But. Say but. Say but. But the father said, I don't care what the son said. I don't even know if he was all that honest. But the father said to his bondservants, what? Bring quickly the best robe. Bring quickly the best robe. He ignored what the son said. He ignored all that verbiage. He ignored all that wrong thinking. And he said something different. He said, but, the father said, say, but. Look at, look at that. You know what I mean? I almost went somewhere. I can't do it. Look at the buts in the Bible. It's important. And he says this, quickly, get the best robe. Say the best robe. That word in the Greek means a planned robe, a pre-planned robe. Father has a certain robe for you when you come back to him. He wants to clothe you with that robe. Say, Father does. Clothe me with the best robe. That means when, when the Greek that there was a bunch of robes inside that closet, and he said, hey, servants, go get that designated robe, that best robe, that chief robe, that first robe in order that I planned for this man to wear. 
Go get that robe that has his identity because he's way confused. He's way confused. He thinks he's this and a servant in my house. Get him that robe. He needs to know who he is. Are you listening to me? And he said, get the best robe. Say the best. See, fathers in the Old Testament, I think it was Jacob, had a robe of many colors made for his son, Joseph. And he said, he's not like all my other sons. He's a certain son, and i got to make this robe for him because he's a dreamer. And I'm going to tell him that by the robe I put on him. He's a dreamer. He's a prophesier. He's that guy, and I'm going to clothe him with that robe. Say, the father has a robe for me. And where you get clothed is not out there on the highway. He said he brought him into father's house. Say father's house. Yeah, I was once lost way out there. I was once way out there, but he brought me in, right? He brought me into father's house. I came into the house of God. And not only did I get my salvation, I got my identification of who I'm made, what I'm DNA'd to be in father's house. Say father's house. Yeah, some evangelists bring salvation. Rejoice. Say thank you, God, for salvation. But other gifts of God are equippers that bring an identification of God. This is who you are in Father's house. Go, servants. Go get that robe quickly. Say quickly. In Father's house. Put that robe on. We know it's righteousness, but it's more than that. It's more. Listen, you've got to read your Bible with more than just a salvation message. It's more than that. Paul said that. Say, Paul said that. I don't care about the commentaries you're reading. Paul, the apostle, said there is more in God. Uh, don't get tight. Don't get tight. Just get right. <laughs> this guy is full of life. The book of life. Amen? So he said, go get the robe. And he goes on. And where does he begin to do this dressing? And where does he begin to do it? Say, in Father's house. Go back to Romans and oh, the mercy. Oh, the depths of God. Amen? Let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. I'm not done with this yet. I'm not done with this. Ephesians 2. Say, he shows mercy. He reached me when I was dead. Listen, people, people want to count their sins. You can't. If you're not saved, you're a dead spirit. Bottom line. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. It's none of this stuff. When I was a young guy, people used to come up in the street and say, I want you to name all the sins that you sinned, like I told you last week. Say, that's religion. That's impossible. And it's not about what I did right or did wrong or what I sinned or didn't sin. It's about I had a sin nature. And I must be born again because I was dead in my trespasses and sin. It's not how good I was or not good, how evil I was. And let me think, well, I did this when I was three. I kicked this guy in the crotch when I was 12 and I did all that. No, you must be born again. The Bible, according to Paul, says we were once dead. Say dead. You're either a dead spirit or you're a living spirit. But you are a spirit. You don't believe that. People say, well, I don't know about that. Watch somebody die at a deathbed. And tell me you're not spirit. Tell me what, when they get on that bed and they're dying and laboring to come out, all of a sudden they go, what just came out of them? And all the foolish men will say, oh, I don't know what just happened. That's a shell right there. A life of animation left that body. It's empty. Say it's empty. But if it's a living spirit, it goes to be with the Lord immediately. But if it's dead, it goes to another place. Are you hearing me? So don't go out and try to win people for Jesus. Tell them, well, you know, hey, 
Tell me the sins that you did. Don't do that. Tell them you must be born again. If you're dead, you need to come alive. You need to be born again. Amen? Amen. Say, it's not how good I was or how bad I was. I must be born again, and I have been. Amen? Amen? Amen. And you, verse 1, and you were dead. Say, I was dead. In trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. Say, this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. Of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too, all, say all. Tell your neighbor, all means you. Formerly lived in the lust of your flesh, indulging in the desires of your flesh and mind. And they were by nature the children of wrath. Say, that was you. Tell your neighbor, that was you. Even as the rest. Here we go. What do I tell you to look for? But. Say, but. But God. Say, but. But God. Being rich, say he's rich. He's got an abundance. He's got a full vault and treasure of my God shall supply all of my needs according to that fullness of his riches. Amen. Rich in mercy, say mercy, because of his what? Great love. Tell your neighbor, rich mercy and great love raised you from the dead, made you a living spirit. You're, you know where you're going with God. Amen. Because you were once one of those. I don't want to hear what you once were. I want to hear who he made you to be. Say the new creation is greater than my old foundation. But God being rich in mercy because his great love in which he loved us. Even when we were. Huh? Even when we were dead, this aspect and this epistle talks about life and coming alive. Romans tells you about when you, when you were in sin, how you need to be justified, right? Paul says that sin, you're really dead. Are you hearing me? So when you go out and tell people, say you, you got to have life. Are you alive in God? Are you born again? Huh? And in transgression, he made us alive. Say he made me alive. Together with Christ. And by grace, say by grace, I've been saved. Tell your neighbor, if you've been saved, I've been saved. And listen, uh, you're sure of that if you confess Jesus in a real way, meaning it from your heart. You're not saved one day and lost the next. My God, these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. And that eternal life is in the Son. And he who has the Son has eternal life. If you got the Son and believed on the Son, you got life. If you got eternal life, guess what? Tell your neighbor, it's eternal. And I'm going on in it with eternity. So I'm not saved one day and lost the next. Amen? Thank God for grace. Yeah, there's sanctification. We know all that. Come on. Come on. I've been around a little while. I know there's sanctification. Don't you know what Jimmy has an issue with? Yeah, the refiner is going to come here and clean all that up. Nobody remains the same. We continue from glory to glory, right? Faith to faith. He's a living Christ. He doesn't stop right there. No such thing as camping out. It's only moving forward. Amen? Josh told me, Craig, what's, what's sanctification? I typed the definition, and then I told him, more than a definition, this is sanctification going on in your life, Josh. Remember this area with your monies? God just sanctified it. Oh, yeah, he did. And know this area right here? That's sanctification. Remember how you used to do this, and you left that? Oh, yeah, that's right. I want to know the life, not the definition. Don't you? Yeah. 
Definition is just paper. The work of God. And, and, and Josh, he's doing this. Don't you remember that? Yep. That's sanctification. Happening. Say it's a happening. He's a happening God. He's alive. It's happening. Say it's happening. We don't talk about a doctrine of it. huh? I told Josh with the heart of God, he said, I shouldn't have to sell this, but don't forsake the assembling. Do not forsake the assembling, right? I love Bible studies. Tell your neighbor, I love Bible studies. The Bible says to get together daily and break bread. Say, I love that. Say, I love that. God designed that. Tell your neighbor he designed it. And one-on-one, iron sharpens irons, and we, we do that together. But there's something bigger than that. Say, bigger than that. When we do not forsake the assembling in the corporate Jesus with the corporate presence... With the equipping gifts, I told him, I could talk to you, and I got a gift, and I can counsel you one-on-one, but come in the house and watch the equipping gifts work, and that corporate worship happen. It's way bigger. It's way larger. You're not in the, in the engine revving it. You're hearing God by equippers. Amen? Yeah, I don't talk to everybody like this. Could you imagine me talking to you like this? I'm going to talk to you. God said. I, I don't do that. I talk to you. That's counseling. Bible study is sharing. Say sharing. Building each other up. Day by day. Breaking bread, right? But the corporate meeting has a divine energy that surpasses that a thousandfold. And that's why he said, don't forsake the assembling. Not because I want everybody in church, because I want them to grow up in God and equipped. Amen? Don't forsake it, I told him. He goes, yeah, I get it. Hey, the lights go on. Hey, I get it. Say, that's the word of God. You see, I can't believe you, you don't know the headaches we used to get. People say, well, you know what? I'm not coming to assemble. I go to a Bible study. And you know what? I had to give them the word of God and said, if you have an offense with each other in your Bible study, he directs us his and take it before the, take it before the church. If that little entity was the church, then why did he say take that Bible study to the church and let it be dealt with? Say, God, open my eyes. I know religions painted mustaches over every Mona Lisa that God painted, but they're still a real. It's the truth. Yeah, people paint it because of that. Because churches have been so dead and uninspired. Because they got, nowadays they got smoke, smoke and clouds. Doesn't it look good? What do you call it? Smoke and mirrors. But no reality and fire in God. Huh? Yeah. If you need to get alive, say, God, make me alive. Amen. Amen. He's, he has a way and it's real. Yeah. Thank God. So we go on. He said, rich mercy. Say rich mercy. Even when I was dead. He raised me up. Say he, he made me alive. And then he raised me. Say the next verse says, and then he raised us up with him. In seated in, in him. In a heavenly place. And listen, we're not just a place of position. Where you're functioning is what's really happening. Not just what your potential is or your position is. You know what I mean? If these guys stayed out there and said, I'm muscular and I never lift weights, they're not going to grow anymore. That's potential. But you put potential to function, my God, look what happened. Turn your head. They become an action figure. More than potential in his DNA, right? More than that, just sitting there. I got potential. I know I could. My grandfather did and I would pick up that weight. Move it. Function in it. That's what you're living in. Not just the positional, but what your functioning is. If you want to know who you are and where you really are, look at where you're functioning. Not where you're, say, you're positioning. Make sense? Make faith? Sound good? All right. And he raised us up. 
that he might show, this is verse 7, this is where I was going. I said all that to get here. So that, verse 7, in the ages to come, say the ages to come. I mean, that's the end of the ages, and that's the beginning of my age in Christ. From that time all the way there that God had a rich grace. It says he might show. Say show. That word show means he wants to display through you. Tell your neighbor. He wants to display himself through you. Isaiah prophesied and said, I and the children which are given to me are for signs and wonders in the earth. Peter said to show forth the praises of him. Amen? Yeah, you got dispensed, a dispensing grace, but it's for a displaying of him. That's what happens. Amen? Say, I got dispensing grace. To display, to show the surpassing riches of his grace. Let's read it together again. So that in the ages to come, that he might show, exhibit, display, the surpassing riches of his grace. Say his grace. See, it shifts, if you read your Bible, from mercy to the next thing it shifts to is grace. Mercy went way out there and got us when we were lost, right? But then he begins to put grace in our lives. Say, grace is not just a definition of unmerited favor. Grace and truth, John chapter 1 says, came forth, say came forth, through Jesus Christ. He's that channel. And that grace enters my life. Say, it enters my life. Grace is a person, not a definition. The Bible says the spirit of grace. And that's why I was telling Joshua, I don't want to frustrate the grace. If you don't want to frustrate the grace, you won't worry about sin. Are you listening to me? Say, I'm not going to frustrate the grace. Say, grace and truth. That word truth means realization in the Greek. Reality. Comes, came from Jesus Christ. Came through Jesus Christ and came into me It means a channel of distribution Say grace Grace is a living thing If it was that definition and we were battling uh, for Anna's life when we were fighting cancers and stuff like that I'd be without hope But I found something out in 32 years That there's a sufficient grace say a sufficient grace That there's a grace that works in me. There's a grace that works in Jimmy. There's a grace that works in Anna. There's an energy called grace of God that reflects on our hearts. And it's a sufficient grace. It's an enabling grace. Say an enabling grace. It's a living grace. Put up 1 Corinthians 15.10 if you would. And it will explain to you. He said the riches, the surpassing riches of his grace. Say grace. In me. In you. Where did I tell you to go? Let's read it together. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, say his grace, which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored, say labored, more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Say living grace. It, I labor with that grace. See, uh, religion says grace is sloppy agape. Well, you know what? I pray to prayer, and I sit in the pew, and I just do whatever the heck I want for the next year so I leave my body. Say, that's not the grace of God. Grace is a functioning grace. The biggest battles you deal with in religion are people that are weaker, and, and like John the Baptist said, what did you come to see? People wearing silk PJs, weak, 
That word is effeminate. You came to see these soft little clothes? Religion's weak. Say it's weak. That's one side you deal with. People say, well, I can do whatever I want, however I want, and I'm just going to skate along. Not happening. Are you hearing me? The other side is they're mean as the devil. And they drink the pickle juice and they hate you and themselves and everybody else. Say, that's not God. That's right. The image of Christ in you. That's the rich thing. Those are the depths. God's image of Christ in you. That image will keep you all your life. You won't be duped because of the image of Christ in you. When somebody tells you, you got to do this to be saved. And it's so in you, you go, not really. Not true. False. Not a strike. Are you hearing me? You're not duped. You wear the right garment. So he said, by grace, right? Let's go on back to Ephesians 2. So that in the ages to come, verse 7, that he might show and display the surpassing riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ. Say, in Christ Jesus. Then he goes on, for by grace you were saved. Let's skip to the 10th verse. For we are his workmanship. Say, we are his workmanship. That word in the Greek is poemo, which means what we use as a word poem. He said, you're his workmanship. You, he said, finally, I reached you by mercy. Finally, I've clothed you with some grace. Now, finally, I'm going to show you some things about your identity. And he says it like this. He said, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, his poem. I think it was Wade that asked me a question about, well, the Bible was all written and it was already. I said, yeah, but it's a furthering Christ. Well, he's not writing any more scriptures on that. No, he's writing on the table of your heart. He's writing an epistle. Paul said, you are a living epistle. It just didn't stop with, with a lot of, of churches and doctrines will say, well, you know what? The perfect has come. It's just this book. No, it's not the perfect. Are you hearing me? It's more than that in Christ. He's writing on your heart. If you're letting grace reign in your life, he's making you an epistle. Are you hearing me? He's writing a poem. You are his workmanship, his handiwork, his poem. Written in your hearts to show forth. Say show forth. You know these guys, man, they've been through tests. Guys like Josh, been through tests. But watch the showing forth of God as he continues on. Look at the display of God as he continues on. Are you hearing me? Yeah. We are. Say we are. His poem. Yeah, we're his writing. We're his written epistles. And he's writing something of himself in us. Say all the time. Then he says it the next verse. He says, and where is that writing going on? And where is that happening of God going on? It's, it's in the new creation in Christ. Say the new creation. It's found in the new creation in Christ Jesus. That we may do those good works. Say good works. I was telling Jimmy the other day. He said, let's go to dinner. I said, I'll be there. He said, I'm buying. I said, I'm there. And I got out of the car, and I had to repent to God because I was so insensitive. He got out of the car all day working, Beth, all working. I came out, Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2. And I said, sorry for my insensitivity. Let me slow down a little bit. I was so excited about what God was saying through his word and experience. And he said that it's in Christ Jesus, right? You're his handiwork. And he goes, and I told Jimmy, I used to, when I was a new guy, say that we might do those good works, say good works. And I used to think, you know, the good works was I witnessed to people and, and I, I, I trained them and all those good works. Say good works. And, you know, that, and, that's a, that's a, and we're to do that. Tell your neighbor, you're to do that. Tell them, hit them harder. By the way, 
hit, hit Jerry really hard, like on the shoulder even. Yeah, with an elbow. We do good work, stay right? And this is, but those weren't what he's talking about here. Say it's a little deeper. And I was a little bit shallow. And it's much deeper than good works or I behave myself today. What a nice little trooper I am. It's more than that. Say more than that. Listen. He says it like this. For we are his workmanship, handiwork, poem, created. Say created. In Christ. There's a creating in Christ that happens. When you're born again, that life of God enters you, and then the creating begins to happen in you. The shaping, that word means. The shaping of God in Christ. Where? In Christ. Say in Christ. See, don't you know, after I got saved and after I wanted to know my running lane, and I wanted nothing to do with anything that was natural, and I know people will say you're extreme, and I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm extremely hungry for God. I'm extremely hungry for reality. Amen? And so the last thing I did is when God, a man of God said something that said, basically out of Psalms, that God opens up his hand and satisfies every living thing. And then another guy said that whatever is given to you in the new creation by his resurrection, I said, I only want what God gave me. So I sold my businesses in, in California. And I, and I said, I don't, I, I might have built this with my own hands. Don't do this, please. Don't do this. I'm telling you the story. Don't do it unless God told you to do it. Don't do that. You should just be hungry. I'm not, I'm telling you that to make a point. And I said, I only want what God gave me. I don't want just all whatever I cleverly devised or whatever I put together or however it happened. I don't even want to live in this place or that place. I want whatever you want, God, and I want it all by you, God. And that man that spoke that, it moved me in God. So I said, I'm out. And I, I moved to another place. And then he began his workmanship in me. Say his workmanship. And then he began to give me things by his hand. Do you know, I, I treasured every experience of God because everything that he's given has come from him. The house that I live in, I didn't pay a dime for. There was a man that loved God, that obeyed God and said, I'm to write you this, it's yours. Say, that's God. I didn't have any money. It wasn't by money. It was by God in the new creation. That's real. And then, then, then I went over here, and I remember a time when I, I, he said, I'll give you houses and lands, but I wanted them from his hand. I didn't just want my own. That's why I live here, honest truth. I only want to live where God told me to live. If it wasn't here, I'd go somewhere else. I'd go where he tells me because he's that real, and he owns my life and yours too, whether you believe it or not. He owns you, and things aren't just for my wanting. Don't you know that my wanting ended in 1982? I didn't know what I wanted after that. Before I was saved, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. But when I got saved and received Jesus' life, that life of God worked in me, and I didn't have any wants. I only want you. I only want what you want. I don't know how to want anymore. I only want what you want. And, and it happened to Anna. She, she had family members. She had a little Porsche and all that stuff. Gone. We got rid of Gone. She said, I just want what you want, God. I said, thank God I have a wife that wants what you want. We're both going that way. Jimmy made a statement, I told him, out of the car that was powerful, and God magnified it in my heart. And he said, I'm finding out more and more, I'm paraphrasing, that it's not about what we want. I'm paraphrasing, I think that was the gist, but it's all about the glory of God. It's for the glory of God. And it went off of me for the glory of God. And don't you know, I've been through some battles with Anna, we've been through some battles and, and, and with cancers and things of that sort. And we believe in the fullness of Jesus, that he's Savior, but he's healer as well, because he is. 
And I, I didn't listen to religious women when I was in California say, well, you're forgiven, but you're just going to have to go endure that. No, you didn't. It's a full salvation on that cross. It's a full redemption on that cross. Same one that forgave heals. I believe him who has believed our report and to whom are the arm of the Lord's revealed him, him. It's not a half gospel. And all of a sudden her, her wants and our wants were just God. And, and, and we talked about it a lot of times. I said, look, Anna, she said, yeah, you know what? To be absent from the body is present with the Lord. I'm good with that. I am too. But she ain't going nowhere. Say nowhere. But because it, it's for the glory of God and don't get religious with me. Oh, he God put that on her. No, he didn't. That's stupid, ignorant, and religious. Get that one in big writing. Stupid, ignorant, and religious. But God will use it, right? And when we're praying and we're standing with God's grace, say His grace that empowers us. When we're weak, the grace of God is all that much more stronger. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when you face that difficulty, there is a sufficiency of grace for what you're facing. I tell these young guys, listen to grace. Listen to grace. It's sufficient for you, what you're facing. So I said, you know what? It's, it's not about that. This is for the glory of God. For the glory of God that people that don't believe in God will seek God. That people that don't know God will. And if anybody walks out of Texas oncology, well, it's her. Are you hearing me? Who will believe his report and to whom in the arm of the Lord is revealed? For surely he's borne our sickness and carried our diseases. And with his wounds and very bleeding produced our healing. I'm believing it, huh? Oh, the people say, oh, you're crazy. Call me crazy. I got hope and faith, and I'm going to see it resulting in. Say what you want to. I'd rather die believing the truth than water it down. So it's about the glory of God. Jesus, he had some religious people in John chapter 9, and they said, well, who sinned? Don't you hate that? Oh, I'm a, here we go. Pass it on. He said, who sinned? This one? This is what all religious people do. Well, who sinned? How come you're you're like this? Who sinned? This one? And Jesus said, neither. But that the glory of God and the showing forth of my Father will be seen in all the earth. Hello. I'm not moved by wanting. I'm moved by his glory, and I'm serious about that. I don't know how to express it any better. I'm trying my best to make it connect in heart. But it's for the glory of God. You don't live for yourself. You live not for what you want. It's for his glory. That's it. It's not a nebulous word. That's a real thing. John, in the 11th chapter, Jesus, they tried to move him by wants. Hey, uh, Jimmy's your friend. Don't you want to see him? Don't you want to play together? Don't you want him to pay for your dinner all the time? Don't you want him healed? And the Lord didn't ignore that. I don't care about what I want. He's my friend. I care. This one's for the glory of God. That he's displayed. Say displayed. That he's shown who he really is. Don't you know? All creation's groaning for that. Don't you know that? And it goes on. They turned the lights off on me. The scripture. You said, just kidding? Is that what you told me? Oh, okay. I thought you said, just kidding. I said, Tom, you've got quite a sense of humor. <laughs> just kidding, Craig. Look up there. It's blank. <laughs> tenth, tenth verse. I'm going to start wrapping it up. For we are his workmanship. Created in, say created in, shaped in Christ. Say Jacob was a worm, but when he was shaped, he became Israel. He became Israel. There's an Israel of God in you. Tell your neighbor, there's an Israel of God in you. 
That's what, that's what we're doing here with deeper waters, fuller waters. I want to identify who's in you. The new creation in you, in Christ, in that creation. I, that's all I wanted. I wanted everything in resurrection. And I, I finished the story. And then I, I, I paid $400 to get into that coffee house. And, and a man pulled up and said, how much is this building? I want you to have it. God said to do this. People say, I don't believe that. It happened. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. They don't, I don't have faith for that. Don't. It happened. I walk in and out of those doors every day. And now it's a gym. Which is designed as a net of God. People think I'm making millions in there? Forget about it. It's a net. It's a net for catching men. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Say, God gave it. It was part of the new creation. Part of His divine provision. I didn't pay a dime for it. Okay? No, I don't, I don't believe that. Too late. It happened. Yeah, I do praise Him. Think about it all the time. People say, you live in an old armpit. <laughs> I live in. I used to live in one of the top ten places in the. Is it world? I never want to say it because Anna will correct me when I go home. Because you're wrong. Your stats. My stats are horrible unless God speaks. <laughs> what is it, Danielle? Come alive. What is it? What is it? Top ten of what? Not that it matters. Okay. The point is this. It's got a beautiful ocean. It's a very nice place. It's got a lot of pretty things there, right? But if God didn't have me there, this is prettier for me. Yeah, I hear the wind here. I see the sunsets here. I hear the Lord speak to me in the cool of the day here. I'm a happy guy. I got his provision. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefit. Hey, are you listening to me? This is real. You say, well, you know, this guy, this guy they'll say that to me. Sometimes they'll say, you're, you're different. They say, you're not this regular preacher. I go, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that you put in a box. I want to be the guy that testifies of Jesus and his realness and his grace and his kindness. That you could have, right? And he said this, we are in Christ for good works. Say good works. And what are those good works? These good works are the works which God prepared. Say prepared. Those are, these good works in the Christ in you are the prepared works before the foundation of the world. Before so that we would walk in them God wants us to walk not sloppily and all over the place He wants us to walk not only in a in a general will. Oh, whatever whatever. He wants us to walk in a specific will He created you for a specific purpose For a specific work say work for a specific walk I told some young men You study to show yourself approved Get those scriptures in your head, eventually they'll get in your heart, because learning far outweighs studying. If you're just studying you're trying to do in your head, this thing in your head, you're going to be stumbling. But when you're learning, you're walking. Paul the Apostle said, as you've learned him, so walk with him. I said, learning outweighs it. Keep your studying going, but you've got to have some learning. And learning is going to help you when you're walking. God's in it. Say God's in it. I don't know about you. This, I don't know if it went like this, but you're going to get it someday because that's a real thing. Are you getting anything out of this? A few of you are? How many of you are mad about it? <laughs> I'll get to see. How many of you are mad? How many of you I don't understand? How many are happy about it? Amen. He said prepared pre beforehand. And that's, that's what's happening. Say the happenings of God. Let's go to Ezekiel and I'm going to wrap it. We've got ten minutes. And I don't, go, I don't just go by the clock, honest truth. 
But when, when, when you're done, people can't retain anymore. No sense in talking anymore. If people are done and, and they got what God wanted them to have, then that's it. Let's go to Ezekiel 1, Tom, verse 3. Did you see the mercies of God? Did you see some of the grace of God? Are you hearing what he wants to say in your life? Huh? I want you to write down Romans 15, 30. It said the fullness of Christ. I told you that Romans has 16 chapters. We're not stopping. Say, I'm not stopping. We're going to go through this whole thing with God. It's time. It says in the word of the Lord, say the word of the Lord, came expressly to Ezekiel. The priest, say the priest. Tell your neighbor, you are a priest. In spite of some doctrines, you are a priest of God. You don't wear a collar, I don't care. God said he made you a priest. That means one that worships God in a real way. He said, the word of the Lord came to who? What, who was Ezekiel? Yeah, this time he tells him, this kind of thing happens to priest of God. This kind of reality happens to priest of God. The Ezekiel, the priest, yeah, he was a prophet, but he's the priest here for a reason. The son of Buzai, it means uh, afflicted, something like that, despised. In the land of Chaldean, by the river of Chabar, the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Next verse. And as I looked, behold, a stormy wind came out of the north and a great cloud of fire enveloping and flashing. That's not what I wanted. Let me go back to my Bible. Ezekiel, here we go. Now it came about in the third, 30th year, verse 1. That's where it was, not 3. Say the 30th year. See, that, those things are real. And I'm going to finish this right here because we're going to probably begin, God willing, next, next Sunday. That it came about in the 30th year. 30 always speaks of a maturity. 30 was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. 30 speaks of some maturing in God. All right? Now on the fifth day and on the fourth month, while he was by, say by, the river Chabar, which means it, it, all the translators will say it's a demonic river, it's a worldly river, it's a, it's a river going down nowhere among the exiles. Say he was by it. Say he was by it. But he wasn't in it. So we're not in it. But we might be by that river, but we're not in it, all right? And the heavens were opened. Who were the heavens open to? Say Ezekiel the priest. Say I'm a priest. I'm designed by God to worship God. I'm designed by God to have an open heaven experience with God. And I saw a vision of God. Say, I saw a vision of God. He didn't just see a vision of the church. He saw a vision of God. Say, a vision of God. See, that's what it's about. And as we're priests, and we're going to talk about this in the future, as we're priests and as we're doing like we're doing today, worshiping what priests do, coming to God and opening our hearts, lifting our hands. I get so pumped when I look out here. I seen Jeanette the other day, first week here. She wasn't like that. Last week, man, Hands open, worshiping God. Not just hands up, but face shining with God. And I say, that's it. She's going to have a whole open heaven. She's going to have a vision of God. Not, don't get crazy, a vision of God. She's going to see Him like she never saw Him before. It's a vision of God because she's doing the priestly ministry of worshiping God. She's by that river, not all hung up going down that river. She's worshiping God as a priest. And God brings an open heaven. And I saw the vision, a vision of God. Say of God. John the Apostle on Patmos on that island says he, had a, he saw the revelation of, not the end of the end times. He had a revelation of Jesus, not the apocalypse. The end, a revelation of Jesus. They're both the same, these guys. Ezekiel was a priest. John was ministering on a priest in Revelations. And he said, I had an open heaven. 
And I saw a vision of God like I never saw. That should happen in all of our lives. See him fuller than he is yesterday. See him more today than he was yesterday. In your life experience. And one of the keys are you're just doing the priest thing. Say, I'm doing the priest thing. Sometimes the depths of the vision, the level of the vision, take 30 years in that guy's life. Where God was able to finally get it through him. Things that you're not listening to today, you're going to see three, three years from now, ten years from now. Are you hearing me? Keep walking with God. Keep worshiping God. That heaven will continue to open over your life. And you're going to see a vision of God. Are you hearing me? Make sense to you? And God's doing it in this house. People are really worshiping. Used to be one, two, three. Used to be the, basically the group <laughs> singing. Now it's out here. Priest unto God. Say priest. Worshiping God. And when we do it in a corporate setting, don't you know, don't you know, he's going to open heavens in our lives and we're going to see him more richer like we are, more deeper like we have because of that worshiping of God. Oh, let's finish it. All right. She got me there. We're done after this. Luke 15. She's right. She's right. Thank you, Anna. That was awesome. Unless you want to just say it. I don't have to say it, but I'm happy about it. All right, look at, look at the Luke. In Father's house, there's a best robe put on you. Right? What verse is it, Anna? Luke 15. Okay? 25. Now his older son was in the field, and when, it came, when he came in approaching the house, say the house. Say the house. Say this house. They heard music. They saw dancing. <laughs> That's good, Anna. And they, <laughs> music and dancing, and they killed the fatted calf. There was a party going on in the house of God. Amen. Singing, dancing, worshiping because of his presence, because of his glory, because of who he really is. I look forward to God. I don't know about you. I wake up in the morning. I say, I look forward. You're going to do something good today and, I, and maybe you're not there because go there another day first corinthians 12 says i would not have you ignorant i don't want you to not understand i don't want you to be stupid brother the bible says that i'm saying what the bible says easy easy but i give you to understand spirituals and you got to know man and and uh, like these guys josh is going to know some stuff who you are naturally the level of wisdom and who, you can't touch god when god does this thing i, I bank on all the time and if he doesn't, I'm just like a bullfrog. I got nothing to say. But when he does that thing, what little old preachers used to say, oh, my help has come. <laughs> when he does that special thing that he's in that and he's in those words and he's in those sayings and that wisdom happens and you guys all stand up and say, thank you, God. Why? I can't move you with a crane. But when God shows up, pow, kaboom, that's God. That's a beautiful thing that only he alone has. And I would not have you ignorant of spirituals. I give you to understand. So I'm pretty happy when God's so rich in lives, in his wisdom, in his beauty. You can't counterfeit that. People try. Pass off a false buck. But people know that he's a quickening spirit. Amen? Amen. He's alive. You could have all the smoke screens and all, the, all this uh, fog and all that and clap your hands and, and jump like this for hours. And if you don't have that realness, forget about it. Amen? Amen. All right. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Did a whole lot of talking. But if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, 
from your own heart. And, and maybe you went to church all your life and maybe you played the game with God. And today's your day and you're feeling God deal with your heart. You're feeling like, you know what, like I did years ago, I got to get right with God. I got to get right with God. I heard something today that, that's drawing me to him. And I want to be right with God. I want to be born again. I want you to raise your hand right now with every head bowed and every eye closed. Say, I want to make peace with Jesus. I see the hand. Anyone else? I see the hand. Throw them up there high. You're not ashamed of God. Nobody's looking. Amen. Throw your hand up. It's time. Throw it up all the way. High, high, high. Throw them up. I see them. 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 I see those hands, right? Anyone else that you've been away from God and you heard that song and that sound of God that I've been a prodigal. I'm not alive right now. I've been I've been eating some pig food and living funky. I want to get right with God today. Raise your hand. Throw your hand up if that's you. Throw your hand up. Everybody's hands now. Everybody lifting their hands, and we're all going to pray with them today, and they're going to encounter Jesus in a real, real way. So say this after me, everyone. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. You said, whosoever comes to you. You'll in no wise cast out, but you'll receive unto yourself. I call on you now. Come into my life. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus died for me and that he was raised again for me to be right with God. So right now, I confess with my mouth. Jesus, you're my Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. And right now, I'm saved. I'm in right standing with God because of you. Put your hands together and praise Him. All of heaven rejoices over one person returning to God. Over one person. Returning to the Lord. Oh, lift it up to Him. Praise Him, will you? You could do better than that. All of heaven rejoices. Songs are sung. People are dancing. Salvation comes. Encounters with God. And everyone that prayed this prayer, let them know the life of God. Let them know today that assurance and that peace with you. And let them not stop here. Let them not stop here. Let them not stop here. Let them go on into perfection. Let them go on to a fuller fullness of Christ. We rejoice, God. We rejoice. Here we are. Here we are.